everybody welcome back to DD 404 i am your dm tony and joined with me today all the other three cards of my commander deck fellas why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves starting with the colorful jerry armos checking in uh yeah how you guys doing uh pretty good pretty good what card are you <laughs> um yeah. Out of, uh, what, you didn't say magic, did you? You said commander deck. That's Everyone knows what a commander deck, I don't even bro. play the game and I know this <laughs> shit, bro. I think we maybe need to say magic the gathering. But anyways, I would say, okay, so I was more of a burn deck kind of guy. Lightning bolt is uh, definitely up there. I like the old school cards. Fire blast, chain lightning. Those are all. But if I had to do a creature. I'm just saying yeah. I see a pattern. I'm Dan. <laughs> I play Menace Pebble Walker, tiny little swarm keeper ranger of the Ivory Boulders, and I am the that's right D and D card improvised weapon. Ha! And if I was a, a monster dragon turtle, I, I've I've totally played Magic the Gathering before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you ever have. Okay, Alec, I am. <laughs> I'm Alec. I play Drill the Ashborn, and I am Tropical Island. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck it does, but I like. How much is it? It's uh, six thousand dollars on TCG. So <laughs> pennies, pennies. Yeah. Oh yeah, mine is ten cents. I definitely didn't Direct. look up by how expensive cards are to pick. One I actually game, don't know. So. I'm really disappointed. You guys haven't really played. Uh played much magic we're gonna have to i did i played for like it. almost a year i play flesh and blood dude there's i play the the new tcg coming out <clears throat> but you know the deal <laughs> before we get into the recap we got to give you the rundown and today's rundown is brought to you by me and today's rundown is going to be a little different i just want to talk about a poll i recently did on patreon and now when we do polls on the dd4 for patreon um it's open to everybody you don't have to be a patron you just have to visit it you just have to stop by and say hello and the poll i put up was who would win in a fight armos drell or menace which one of these heroes would win in a fight when it went to fist to cuffs 40 percent said armos surprising 40 percent said drell not surprising and 20 percent said menace some people don't believe in menace. Man, uh, Dan, what do you have to say about that? What, Dan, what do you have to I say already, about that? I already said what I had to say. What do you have to say about that? I also didn't realize that that was a public poll, uh, so I kind of put a spoiler in there. <laughs> yeah, but this is fist to cuffs, my friend. Oh, fist to cuffs. Fist to cuffs. Put them up. Oh, oh, probably me then. I got those horns. Well, apparently 20% of people say, no, you don't got it. And they say yeah, almost they, they forgot would be about yes. Dan. Yeah. Well, they get it. <laughs> <laughs> they they understand. <laughs> so I started blazed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but about what my they, push, uh, hill giant strength. But what they didn't tell you, Jared, was uh, that's actually forty percent for Reginald. Armos yep. is only actually like two percent. So. You know, hey, we're a package deal. Uh, that is true. We <laughs> are a package deal. Um, but yeah, if you would like to be a part of these polls and maybe back your favorite boy uh, or think they don't, your favorite boy on the podcast doesn't have enough justice, you can go ahead to patreon.com backslash dnd44 to participate. And these polls are open for everybody. Now let's go ahead and get into the recap. In our last session, the Bloodshard Bandits are face to face with the Green Dragon for a final showdown. After a deadly blow to Drell, he summons all of his rage and in a deadly repost, he slays the dragon and I promptly ate my hat. As the dragon dies, the magic within the cave fades and all of its servants follow suit. The gang loots the dragon's precious hoard, looting some cool trinkets and a small mountain of gold well deserved. The group soon leaves the caves and take refuge at Novo's cart and in the morning the heroes set out to continue their journey. We pick up today's session with the Bloodshard Bandits at the first Red Guard checkpoint. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. The three of you have made it to the Red Guard checkpoint. You knew this was coming up if you were sticking to the main road. Beyond this point, you know that with another half day's journey, you will be at a crossroads and that crossroads will 
uh, leads you in several different ways. You can go back to the town of Gilo. You can go to, there's like another point of interest on a map that some passerbys have mentioned before, which is like a giant farm and vineyard. And there's another road that leads to the Sigic College and Lord Baron's Divider uh, that eventually forks off. But that is a major crossroad from this checkpoint, and it will be nighttime by the time you would get to that major point. We are picking up in the middle of a conversation where the three of you are at the Red Guard checkpoint. The checkpoint consists of a stone bridge that arcs over uh, a pretty nice sized river. The bridge looks very well maintained. You are talking to two guards in front of this bridge. Uh, they already got your, some information. They got your names. Uh, they got what you're doing. Uh, and he also saw this letter that Drell showed him last time that Aunt Dory gave to him all the way Fuck. back in episode one. So they know Drell's name. They know Armos. They know Minus. The question they left off on, do you have any blood shots that you are, that you are carrying? Uh, your no. <laughs> Why would you ask that? Instead of last time, we'll say it again. No. <laughs> Listen, it's just protocol. That's why we have these checkpoints, to make sure people do not carry such contraband uh, in our lands. To yeah, keep the people safe. People that love blood shards, they're fucking gross. Shoot Drell and I. <laughs> we definitely don't like them. I agree. You agree. <laughs> the Queen of Arabor agrees. So, if you don't mind, do you mind if I just take a quick uh, glance around your cart? See if everything is in order, you know. I know you say you don't have any blood shards, but you know, one must always be safe. It is a part of our duty. Oh, oh, I'll give you the grand tour. Okay, so this is a handcrafted wheel. You can see I got it like inscripted with a bunch of my quotes down there. Oh, actually that one's an armos quote. That was a pretty funny one. And in the back of the cart, you can see it has a flap. So it actually like flips open and he's <laughs> Showing him all his favorite parts of the cart. The the guard follows you as he's like looking in and he's like not touching any of the goods, but he is looking at everything, but he's like laughing along and shows a very cheerful demeanor. The second guard, the one that has the notepad is the one that looks like to seriously be looking. Armos and Drell, give me a perception check as minutes you are occupied distracting the first guard. That's a dirty 20. I got 12. Oh, that's with, good. With a dirty 20, you notice that the second guard is the one that's really looking. And he is not writing anything down. He actually is holding on to something in his pocket. And you see his hand is in there while the other hand holds the notepad and pencil. And he's the one that's like looking around and he's looking at you, Drell, and he's looking at Armos. And then he looks back to Armos and gives him like a raised eyebrow. Looks a little bit weirded out once he fully examines Armos. It's because I got horns, isn't it? You haven't seen anyone with horns? Did somebody say horns and I peek around the cart? <laughs> <laughs> the second guard goes, Not the, the horns, yes. It's the, well, it's the staff with flaccid tentacles is what's really throwing me off. And he points to your tentacle rod that you're carrying around as a weapon. Oh, this thing? Oh, you don't have to is worry that about this. Is, is it throwing you off or doing something else? Because I see you're playing pocket pool down there. <laughs> you see that he pulls his hand out of his pocket. <laughs> That's amazing. Drell, mm -hmm. give me a raw luck check. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's a 19. <sighs> That's awesome. And he goes, huh? And he lets go. And as he lets go, Armos, and, uh, so Armos, you're the one that's also having a conversation with him. You see that there's like a magical sense coming from, from him, specifically his pocket. You don't know what it is. It doesn't feel like a spell. It actually feels more of like a magic item, but it doesn't have like overbearing magic sense to him. Like this is a deadly weapon, something you should be worried about, but he has something magical. He has a magical item on him and he let go of it when Jarrell made that comment. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It's just, what, what, you kill octopus or something? Yeah, I don't know, Armos, do you? <laughs> and I turn around and look at him. You know, it was a pet and uh, became magical in some way. And yeah, you know, just decided to carry it around. Souvenir. Oh, very well. The first guard comes around and he, uh, he talks to the second guard. He goes, ah, Jacoby, have you, are we all good here? And the second Jacoby, the second guard, the one you 
made fun of. He goes, ah, yes, uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. Nothing out of the ordinary here. And he starts writing his notes and he starts walking away. The first guard turns to you and goes, all right, gentlemen, the three of you are free to go. But um, is there, have you seen anything weird on your travels? Just trying to take notes and maybe uh, throw caution to the wind for any other travelers heading this way. You already asked us this. Why are you asking us again? Uh, my mind uh, draws a blank. I know we only met each other for just a few moments, but I feel like it's been weeks since oh we had this conversation. Oh my gosh, okay, I'll tell you again. There are dead animals everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> uh, Zombie wolves, dead wolves, dead birds, dead animals. They're all over the forest. You gotta just get someone to look at it. He snaps his fingers to Jacoby, the guard that was walking away. And he goes, uh, undead animals. Please write that down because we didn't get that the first time. No, no, dead and undead, both, both. Okay, we will warn any passerbyers that come this way. We appreciate your information and safe travels. Stay vigilant, stay clean, don't do crime. Aye, aye. And oh, they, salute. <laughs> he salutes you back um, and he uh, puts his arm out and he lets you go on your way. I grabbed the letter, right? Back for them. You do have your letter, yes. You uh, manage to pick up your car and the three of you go across the bridge. As you guys go across this stone bridge, you guys notice that is very well taken care of. This looks like a structure that is supported by its uh, country um, and probably comes out of the taxes at some point. Uh, but you just take notice to how well this is all maintained. You notice that there's two watchtowers, one on either side of the river. And as you are crossing the bridge, you get a full scope. There's about 15 guards you can clock at various posts here. So you look, you know that this place is well defended. Like the one we're going to or the one we're leaving? The one you're leaving right now. So you guys are now back on the road and you begin to make your way. So it took you about a half a day to make it to that checkpoint when you started this morning. And now to make it to the next uh, focal point, the next uh, point of interest, which is the crossroad to all these different destinations, is going to take you the rest of the day uh, at the speed you're going. So is there anything the three of you would like to do now as you're traveling? I would like to look around to see if there are any lost horses and carts that may have been forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see if anyone found a horse. Drell. And Minus will provide a help action just because this will be funnier. Drell, make me a nature check with advantage. Oh. Uh, I have minus one to nature. Uh. Wait a second. How come I asked to do it and he's doing the nature check? Because you're looking for a lost horse that Drell has comical history with. And if anyone needs to find it, it needs to be Drell. I got a nine. With advantage? Yeah, the other one was a three. I got minus one to advantage. Inspiration? No. <laughs> Um, do you, if you have an inspiration die, you're more than welcome to use it here. I have one because I got it for fucking. And uh, you used it to find a horse, possibly. I'm not using <laughs> it to find the horse. I know it'll make its way back to me one day. As you walk down the road, and you're like, you're keeping an eye out because Drell, ever since the Riverwood Forest, many moons ago, you know, you're just wondering about that horse. And it was my best friend. You guys had a complicated relationship, a situationship, <laughs> if you will. But something just always fight. seemed You're not really friends. Exactly. And it's just this thought just always sat in the back of your mind, you know, right there with cheese. And you're just always looking out for him. Just one day, if you cross paths again, you continue your journey as you walk, keeping an eye out with no luck. Can someone roll me a D4, please? Ah, the three. Okay. The day moves on and you have some miles behind you and the guy, the three of you are getting a little tired from walking. You're not exhausted by any means. The sun is starting to come down, but it's around dinner time. As you're walking down the road, maybe the three of you are talking about having some dinner, thinking about where to set up camp. Reginald has gotten a little bit hungry on the way. started eating his cosplay wings that Minus has had made for him. Ugh. Uh, I don't know if I should eat this. Wait, uh, this is weird. This doesn't really digest well. My poops have been really solid. You notice that there is somebody coming your way on the opposite side of the road, and it is a large caravan. 
not a, a bunch of caravans. It's a large cart. And the closer you approach this cart, you see that there's a giant animal pushing the cart. It does not look like a horse. The cart looks overflown with stuff. And next to the cart is a smallish humanoid. Can't quite see what it is just yet, but they are approaching you. And as it approaches, you hear the faint noises of like pots and pans clinking together, maybe some glasses clinking together. And it looks like this cart has just a lot of stuff on it. How close is it? Maybe I want to say about 500 feet away, 600 feet away. You're coming up on it and you hear like these loud grunts, like animal grunts, but it doesn't sound familiar. It's not like a boar. It sounds a little more whiny, but the whiny grunts don't match its size. All right, Sid. Minus claps his hands together and rubs them together. Time to test out a new spell. All right. <clears throat> Malora, Malora. Time for the Torah. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, cast a detect good and evil. <laughs> I, uh, did you say Torah? I didn't realize Minus was Jewish. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and read what detect good and evil does. For the duration, you know, if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fiend, fey, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Uh, so I know if there is one where it's located. Similarly, you know if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. With that description, as you cast... Good and evil. Sid goes, and the spell emits, but you do not get a reading. What you learn from that spell is that it is not any of the things that the spell uh, lists. It's not an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey fiend, or undead. All right, everybody. I did my stuff. I think they're cool. I think they're chill. Uh. <laughs> Hello! And I start waving. <laughs> Hello, travelers! Menace, as you go, hello! Hello! As you come closer, um, you notice that the smallish person next to it gives a very daintily wave. The three of you are just approaching the cart. I think Menace is walking there. Well, I guess we don't really have a choice, right? Because it's like on the same road as us. It is. You will definitely pass this. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, if we can't avoid it, then, yeah, we'll just we'll walk up to it then, or walk past it then. Okay. As you come closer and Minus hails over to this uh, cart, you notice that there's a very elderly lady walking and she has, she's dark of skin, white of hair, really uh, tight, tight and a messy bun. Uh, she has a very large walking stick. She's about four and a half feet tall with a big smile, a gentle smile on her face. And the beast next to her pulling the cart is a giant badger. A very large badger, the size of an ox. And they're just walking their own pace. And then go, well, hello there. As Minus waves over, you can see that this cart is loaded with stuff. Well, how are the three of you today? Not too bad. How's it going? You seem like a chill bunch of... What's this? <laughs> he points to the badger. The badger goes... And his... Uh, his nostrils flare open and his eyes look like they were squinting the whole time. And you see that one just open just a little bit more. So you see its pupil and it has a blood shot red pupil that just stares at you. What? What is this? Is this uh, a giant badger? Ah, uh, this is this is my childhood pet Tibby. And she pets Tibby on his giant badger. Oh, Tibby, I'm pretty good with animals. You mind if I pet Tibby? Well, um. I've seen worse happen. Go ahead. And she like lets you go ahead and uh, pet Tibby. Go ahead and give me an animal handling check as you try to pet the giant badger. Uh, that would be a dirty 20. The badger seems hesitant at first, but then sees Sid and then looks at you and realizes you are also of an animal nature. And it lets you pet its head. And its angry look slowly turns into happy petting. <laughs> Tibby, that's right. Ah, behind the ears, I knew you'd like that spot. <laughs> he he slaps. He starts thumping his back leg, and it's, it makes the ground shake a little bit from his immense weight. And what's your name, Madame Lady? My name is Oshka. 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 Tibby. Oshka. Nice to meet you too. 
Nice to meet you. Uh, I didn't quite catch your name. Minus Pebblewalker of the Ivory Boulders. You've probably heard of me. Someday I'll be Chieftain. That is right. And this is Drell. Drell, say hi. Hey, what's going on? She looks up and she just keeps looking up. And it looks like her back doesn't allow her to physically look up that high. And she's like hunched over. Well, it's all fella. Where's the horny one? And what? she looks at almost. <laughs> I'm Armos. And I'm 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 keeping my distance because uh, I'm still emotionally scarred from f with old ladies, so just uh, <laughs> staying a a good distance away, but talking loudly enough so that she can hear me. <laughs> and she notices that you're like a distance away, and she gives you a little wave, and she goes, "Where are the three of you heading today?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where are you headed. Heading to the town of Dilmore. Um, Heading to the town of Dilmore to sell some of my wares. What do you got to, what are you selling? I sell a variety of mixtures, tinctures, components for those who are magically inept. And it's just some goodwill. Wait, wait, good wait, 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 magically inept? You sell inept? goodwill? I provide goodwill with my wares. What do you mean by magically inept? Well, some magic requires the use of material things. One uses material things to summon magic from a non-material world so like a cup of water do you have one of those oh i have plenty <laughs> <laughs> so you look at her card you notice there's like a bunch of trinkets and baubles clinking together as they move and it looks like her card is actually meant to unfold into a merchant card she goes are the three the three of you look like adventurers is there anything i can assist you with today how much for the badger <laughs> Oh, the, the Tibby is not for sale. And Tibby growls at Tibby, and I go to pet him. Give me an animal handling check with disadvantage. Fuck, that's a not one. God damn it. I didn't even need to roll the second one. Fuck. Uh, then she better get ready to talk Tibby off of a cliff here in a second. He goes to snap at you with a bite, but you move your hand away quick enough so you don't get hit. Woo. Damn, Tibby. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it's a Tibby bite. So I want to hear more about this stuff that's for magically inept why why is it for the inept and not the adept i i said I'm adept. so interested i said adept you said inept i said adept no you did not i believe i did <laughs> nope and she points to a sign that says for the magically inept she goes, oh tb wrote the wrong word and tb goes <laughs> she goes follow me and she pulls over to the side of the road and she starts undoing some of her cart and it unfolds and it looks like it unfolds in a spectacle like it was meant to be seen to reveal its wares and as the cart busts out you see these row of potions and one side on the left side is all these different types of potions that she sells it looks like she only sells about like four to five different variants of potions but there's rows of them you see on the other side is all the spell components any uh traveling magic user could ever want or ever need for uh for some common spells some uncommon spells and almost you see some rare components nothing that would be for like i don't know a level a nice level wish or anything but you see some pretty good stuff in there for like maybe some of your fifth Ooh. level spells oh a stick struck by lightning <laughs> i need that <laughs> i've been looking everywhere for that <laughs> so she goes mostly what i sell comes from here and she points to her potions like i have the ability to craft and perfect some very rare potions thus people travel far and wide to see me so they may buy some of my wares and you look at these potions and they are in bottles you have never seen before. These beakers and flasks look very ornate. Got any uh, magic oil that would, uh, I don't know, light things magically? <laughs> <laughs> she looks uh, at her wares and she looks back to you. She goes, I have lantern oil. I wasn't planning on selling it. It's for me, but I can give you some if you need. Oh, no, we got we got that normal stuff. Uh, don't, don't worry about it. Keep it to yourself. Are you looking for something in oil and base or in theory? I have this potion right here and she lifts up a potion and the potion looks like a perfect ball. It doesn't even look like it had like the cork is in the perfectly spherical potion vial. It looks like you could roll it and it would just keep rolling until it hits something. And the liquid inside looks very oily. And she goes, a drink of this will make you very bouncy. Nice. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think we need that. Thanks, though. Do you know what this is? And I pull out, um, my potions that is in, that was considered to me looking at it, poison of some sort in a container. So you pull out this vial, and it looks like there's like several different liquids in there that are separating like oil and vinegar. So you mix it up. It's like grayish and green. Now you got this vial, a little reminder for some of the listeners. You got this vial when you first entered, like around the time you entered Dillmore, but you got it in Dillmore. Um, and nobody can really make heads or tails, but when Hugh looked at it from one of the sh one of the shadow smugglers, he knew that it was like a poison of some kind, but he couldn't tell you its origin. So Oshka looks at it. She puts on her reading glasses and she swirls it around and she goes, oh, poison of the drow. Very hard to come by where the sun shines. And she hands it back. Um, do you have any phosphorus? Or bat guano. Bat guano. Oh, bat guano. Sofa? Mmm, I don't think I have any sofa here, but I do have some ah. nice hefty bat guanos. This is a component to some of my potions. She goes I over, she has a that. stinky drawer. It's just filled with shit. Oh my god, you have a gold mine back there. And she's like, here you go. How much would you like? And starts oh. scooping you. <laughs> <laughs> she scoops some in a bag. Yeah. Enough to enough for you to cast your spells oh, man, I'm so um, a few times. She gives. She goes. Ten gold pieces. Hold on. Batguano. I'll give you eleven if you throw in some bat fur, because I need some of that also. She <laughs> looks through her drawer of shit and she goes, "I'm sure there's some fur in here somewhere." And she just like scrounges whatever fur she can get and adds it in there. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you very much for your patronage. And she takes your gold and she goes, "Which, if you would like to learn some of my other wares, we have several potions unique to Oshka." And she points over to her potions. And the potion that stands out is that there are health potions there. She has greater health potions and superior health potions. She also has four other potions that stand out from you that are labeled. One is labeled Troll's Blood. The second one is labeled Draught of the Black Owl. The third one is Potion of Bad Taste. And the fourth one is the Potion of Bouncing, which is the oily potion that she mentioned to Minis. What is this owl potion that you have here? I've never heard of yeah. it. Yeah. What does the owl potion do? Draught of the Black Owl, very peculiar, becomes very handy. Turns you into a black owl. I'll take that. <laughs> ah, yes. How many would you like? And you see that she has a box of them, and there's about eight of them there. How much are they a piece? 360 gold pieces per. Okay. Do some math. If I buy all eight, no, I can't afford that. <laughs> I, he draw, like is like thinking he really wants to save his money. I'll just take one, and I'll just uh, I'll just buy one of them. Then. You hand her three hundred and sixty gold pieces, and she gives you this potion, and she also puts it in a black leather sack, fifth size, and hands it to you. This to keep it from breaking in your back. All right, what's that uh, bad taste one do? Ah, yes. Do you often find yourselves in the mouth of something much larger than you? Well, a swig of this makes your skin taste foul and makes you want to, and any monster you reside in will spit you out because you will taste, frankly, like Bakwano. Uh, just go down the line. What do the other ones do? I'm interested in that one, though. Ah, push. Well, potion of bouncing will make you very bouncy. You can bounce far and wide. And Troll's Blood, well, I'm going to be frank. Troll's Blood, very volatile. Anything could happen. You will start, you know, if you lose an arm, you drink the potion, you can put on back to body, body part starts to regenerate, but has some side effects. I need to know how, so if we turn into an owl, what are the, like, what happens? You turn into owl, you fly around, you make cool owl friends, perhaps sneak into a bank. I don't know, whatever owls do. How long, how long do you turn into that owl for? Yeah, I have so many questions. It lasts about an hour or two. It depends on the user, depends on how inept to nature they are, but about an hour or two. So if they're inept to nature, they're going to be bad at turning into an owl. That's what you're saying to me. They might have funny looking wing, but yeah. And then, so we have to wait an hour for it to wear off? Oh, no, no. Well, once you turn it to owl, you can turn back whenever you like. And you can go back and forth for an hour. Wait. Oh, you can go back and forth? Ah, yes. 
Drell, is this part of your new lifestyle? Why, why do you need this owl potion? Is it part of the whole naked stuff? I can't really tell you. <laughs> me and Drell are going to do some owl things. Give me one of those potions. <laughs> she We're hands you a draw to the black owl potion, puts it in a leather burlap sack, fits your size, hands it to you, takes 360 gold. How much are the other ones? Ah, the Tross blood is about 400 gold pieces. Potion of bad oh. taste, 500 gold pieces. And potion oh of bouncing is 530. I'll take a Troll's blood and a bad taste potion. And how much are the health potions? Ah, this one, she points to... So the greater health potions are 100 gold pieces per. And superior health potions are 150. All right, I will take two of those superior ones. And then I will take seven of the greater ones, which would be 300 gold, which would be 1,000 total for the potions, right? Ah, very generous. I give you discount. I give you one free greater potion. So for 900 gold, you get your lot. She gives, she cuts uh, 100 off of you. You adventurers seem very brave. And, uh, perhaps you would like to look at some more exotic wares? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what? How about this? You show us your exotic wares. And we'll explain some things to you that will be in your interest in your coming adventure. She goes around the back of the cart and you hear some locks turning and moving. And it looks like you hear about like seven different locks go off. She comes back and she has a, a box. It looks like a cigar case. And it has one more lock on it. And she looks at, uh, she points it towards you and she opens it up. And inside, are five rocks with sigils painted onto them. And all the sigils are very different. One looks like uh, a gorilla. Another one has a picture of a boulder on it. Another one has a shield on it. One has a crab on it. And one has a gecko on it. And she goes to you, she goes, these magic talismans are told to have magical properties for those who attune to them. I can guarantee you will receive benefit if you attune to them. But they all have legends that you must be weary of. 1,500 gold pieces per. Oh my god, I want them all. Does, so wait, do we know what they do? You don't, but she, she mentioned that there's a legend behind each one of them. So if you have questions about them, you'll get an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one has a gorilla, one has a boulder, one has a shield on it, one has a crab on it, and one has a gecko on it. Okay, what about this shield one? When I'm eyeing that boulder, I'm looking at that gecko. <laughs> she, so she points to the shield. She goes, ah, the war-torn shield. Legend has it that a sickly boy saved his family from intruders only using his father's old war shield. The boy soon passed after saving his family, but the worn shield became a family crest. It is told that this is to be the family crest to honor the boy's memory. Okay, and the gorilla one? Ah. Some say a good friend is one who listens. Some say great friends are ones who are strong for them. But your best friend are both. This talisman is told to hold the spirit of a caring gorilla who listened to its neighbors and fought to defend them. I already got my best friends next to me. I'm good. <laughs> That's right. I dap up Sid. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the shield one. So she goes, 1,500 gold pieces, please. If we, if we buy a bunch, will we get a discount? No, not for these items. Um... They buy us nicely. <laughs> Respectfully? No. Fair enough. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> uh, fine, take it. And I just toss it to her. All 1,500 in my hands as and like, she catches <laughs> it she like uses the momentum and throws it to tibby and tibby catches it wow well, good she, tibby and i try to pet him again <laughs> he snaps at you she Fuck. takes out the talisman very carefully and she puts it in a, a little sack with the size and she hands it to you and she goes please take care of this very special and hands it to you very gently i want to hear the gecko what's the gecko the talisman of the petulant leaf-tailed gecko Fate brings us love, destiny brings us a deserved future, and war brings us heroes. But nature is unpredictable, and those who think animals only run on instincts have never met one with a personality. Those who have never met with an animal with a personality have never truly made a friend. Reginald goes, 
Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> not like animals can really have a personality, am I right? Almost. <laughs> yeah. So that's four. What's the last one? The rock. Uh, there's the boulder and the crab. The crab. Uh, we'll do boulder first. Housemen of the stubborn boulder. They say a heavy boulder may move slow when it moves, but the boulder does not move. They say the spirit of a sentient boulder who has witnessed thousand years of its life resides inside. My mom told me this story all the time. I want this one. Ah, talisman of the vigorous crab. Legends say the spirit of a crab fisherman lives in the stone. He spent all day and night on the docks fishing for crab, even in poor health. When he bled, he bled for hours. Despite his health condition, <clears throat> despite his health condition, he lived longer than most expected. Some say the sea air helped him. I will take that boulder one and guard it with my life. Ah, yes. She takes your 1,500 gold and then hands you this talisman in a, uh, she puts the talisman in a small leather bag, fit it to size, and hands it to you gently. Armos, would you like to buy a talisman? I do. I just can't think of which one would be good for... There is one with a gorilla, there is one with yeah. a crab, and there's one with a gecko on it. You know what? We started with the gecko, we're gonna go with the gecko one. That's what I'm talking about! <laughs> As you point to the gecko talisman, she wraps it up in a bag fitted to size, hands it to you very gently. As she places this talisman in your hand, you go to grab it, she puts her other hand over your hand that's grabbing it, and she goes, take care of this one. And she taps Creepy. your hand, she taps your hand and lets it go and takes your uh, 1500 gold. Can I, um... Creepy old lady vibes. I know, I want to see if i felt anything when she handed it to me or can i do some sort of insight check to make sure she's not scamming us <laughs> oh my god yeah you can do an insight can I check do a magic yes <laughs> arcana check ah, uh, what am i doing <laughs> almost give me an arcana check as you take this talisman drill make me an insight check to see if this woman is getting one over on oh you. no i got i did an 11. <laughs> these talismans are definitely magical oh thank god Guys, <laughs> thumbs you up. Eight. You got an eight? This is a sweet old lady who likes to sell really wondrous items. Fuck, dude, she's scamming us. I only got an eight. <laughs> I don't know that. As she uh, gives me the talisman and we realize we're hopefully not being scammed because we feel that it's a little <clears throat> magical, I feel like we've made a decent... Uh, Decent trade, and we give her some information about Dilmore and what to expect there. Okay. What would you like to tell her? You're going to Dilmore, and you're going to have some issues. So, it caught fire recently. Ah, yes. I'm well aware of the turmoil, which is part of the reason why I'm heading there today. What did you, you, you think of the turmoil when you first heard about it? I heard the city... A city that I grew up in went to flames, and now it needs some help. How do you feel about all the ridiculous things that are happening there? Uh, I heard there were some shady dealings, and uh, the Red Guard are in on the up and up. There uh, seems to be a trend around certain cities, but, uh, well, you know, such is life. And Do you like the Red Guard? Mm, I like people, and I trust people. Me too, lady. Me too. Tippy sneezes. <laughs> yeah, I like people too, especially when they're seasoned a little bit. And Reginald's just like rubbing his tummy. Hey, you're on a diet. <laughs> no people. I also don't think that's what she means. <laughs> yeah, so if you have any problems there, talk to Treus and let him know that Armo sent you. And he'll take care of you. I appreciate the favor. I will carry it with me. Thank you very much. Well, if we have no more business to discuss, I must be on my way while the sun is still in the sky. Or as it seems to be setting, and well, I need to make my way. Oh, sounds good. See you later, Tibby. And he gives him more scratches on the head. He accepts your scratches. Very Joel goes to pet him. He bites you. <laughs> Fuck. You're going, Fuck you you're going too him. fast, Drell. You're just like, you're like, oh, oh, it looks like an attack, you know? I don't know why this beaver is all mad at me. <laughs> she packs up her cart. TB gets up on its very large, massive badger legs, and they start to walk down the road with, as they wave you goodbye. So it is around dinner time. That encounter lasted about about 40 minutes or so. You have about a couple more hours of daylight, and if you push it now, you can make it to that crossroad, or you could take camp for the night, or you just walk a little bit more. It's up to you three. Is there a is there a like specific benefit to getting to the crossroads? 
So like booking it to the crossroads, like would we know? Uh, you just be closer. You just know that like that was your goal for the day was like, because you have so much further to travel. Yeah. Um, because the next checkpoint beyond the crossroads would be another red guard checkpoint. Right. Along your path. So like, just given the distance is like, okay, we made it this far. So we know we're making good timing. That's all it is. You can stop here. There's nothing stopping you. You're not pressured for time. All right. Well, you show me 300 gold. I'll give you your potions when uh, I get paid. How about we try and make it to the crossroads? What do you say, gang? Mm, yeah, because I think if we need to cross without people knowing, the night might be a little bit better. I'm for that. The Bloodshot Bandits a hoe. So the three of you travel down the road as day becomes into dusk and dusk turns into evening and you come across this crossroads. Now the crossroads looks very well kept. You know, it's walled off in specific areas. It looks nice. Uh, there's nobody around because it is nighttime and it just, there is a signpost and it shows a sign for the town of Gilo. Uh, north, it shows Lord Baron's Divider. Another one slightly north uh, east-ish, it says Sigic College. And to the west, it says Lucius Farm and Vineyard. It's a farm and a vineyard. Uh, Jarrell, make me uh, an raw intelligence check. Huh. All three of you can do this. Uh, 16. 18. Wow. You know that Lelouch's farm, uh, although you may never have been there, it supports 80% of the produce for the kingdom of Aramore. It is a very large farm spanning over thousands of acres of land. There's... The farm is so big that it's considered a community within itself because of how many farm hands they have that full families just live there year round to produce and keep and to keep track of all the upkeep that this farm produces. It makes uh, ha makes dairy produce, uh, all types of meat, rare herbs, um, even rare insects. And it controls a lot of the kingdom of aramore's water supply because it's next to a giant lake known as the giant's foot bath because that's how large the lake is and this lake all the rivers you've been passing like lead to this giant lake do do any of us know like have we heard of this place before so drell you know of it by um your aunt dory telling you stories there's a dwarven family that lives there called the ice Bruce that traveled down to live on this farm to produce this legendary ale. See, it's called the Ice Brew Ale. The taste of this ale is like hinted with like blueberry and all these other exotic flavors. And it's wildly known, it's wildly popular among avid drinkers. Mm. Yeah, I think we should definitely go to this place. I've heard <laughs> they've got great drinks. Is it close enough that we could stop at like a tavern? It is a bit far. It'll be like another half day's journey there. I guess it is kind of far. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to just try to keep heading to Lord Lord Barons? Or you guys want to stop at this place? I feel like we need to get these blood shards there because the way those guards were reacting. Wow, you want so you want to get rid of blood shards? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Believe oh, I mean me. it's cool, man. I just figured you'd want to try to. I don't know stare at him a little bit longer what keep him in our possessions steal him when you're not looking <laughs> uh you know you had four in there right four right only four you didn't have five because i i sure. have six i have I, I sure i definitely yeah. only have four yeah, yeah, yeah i'm officially out of ideas what do you guys want to do <laughs> oh i've already started setting up camp <laughs> And Minus is like setting stuff up on the side. Minus, we haven't made a team decision yet. Oh, what are you doing? Uh, we uh, haven't voted. Was, uh, this is the bathroom. I had to pee. Now, my vote is also <laughs> to set up camp. So, two thirds. Sorry, Armos, we went. Minus, you can start setting up camp. Awesome. Now. Okay. <laughs> Keeps going. Uh, where are the three of you setting up camp? Are you doing it on? Right in the middle of the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're just going to block the road. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I, and Menace is like in the trees. Are we setting it up somewhere else? I can't hear you guys. Yeah, I think we're going to do it on the road. What? Wait, isn't that going to be inconvenient for like other people? Yeah, with, with all these blood shards that we have on us, uh, we probably should be uh, the least uh, conspicuous thing out there. And that's coming from a guy with that's red with horns. <laughs> Mm, fine. You guys are no fun. 
And Drell Drell <laughs> puts his head down and slowly walks off the road. You just got outvoted, bitch. So where are you setting up camp? Off to the side? Or are you trying to hide? I think we should try to hide and like set up a little zone around us in case we hear anybody. Because we that old lady could be, you know, could have been nice. She seemed a little too nice to be true. And, uh, you know, plus I don't trust old ladies. And I feel like she's going to come after us again. The three of you set up camp off to the side of the road around some trees. Uh, if you guys want to make me a nature check or a survival check to see how good of an area you can find. Will you feel comfortable? Go ahead and make 22. Is that uh, good enough? Yeah, you find a really comfortable spot. There's like you find you see like there's a bunch of trees and in the midst of those trees is like an overarching cave that you can kind of use for like some shelter. All right, everybody. I'm a ranger. I found a pretty good spot over here. I must say. Oh, God. Wait, that spot looks awesome. Armo. shit. (laughs) (laughs) Looks a lot better than mine. (laughs) So the three of you set up camp. Are you doing anything special, or do you, what, what are you guys doing now? Do you want to take tunes to these talismans? First thing, I'm giving out the health potions. I'll give one superior to Armos, one superior to Drell, two greater potions to each of you as well, and I'll take three greater potions of healing. Okay. You guys set up camp. You set up a little fire. You set up your tents, and you sit around the fire resting for the night. You could get the long rest benefits now. Um, and you are attuning yourselves to these talismans. So as the three of you look at these talismans, do you guys want to do it one at a time? You guys do it all at the same time. You just blood packed in it. Probably one at a time, right? One at a time. Not it. Oh, I thought we could uh, do it together. Uh, we'll let you do it first. <laughs> Armos is definitely last because he doesn't trust that old lady still. Okay, y'all, uh, I'll, I'll do it first. And then if something bad happens, you guys know not to do it. I will exactly. sacrifice myself for... <laughs> The greater good. There you go. I mean, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you rather have that happen than have something happen to all of us at the same time? Exactly. I, wait, why? I, well, I don't like when you say it. <laughs> Minus, you look at this stone and you hold it between both your hands and you can clearly tell that it's very magical. Uh, Sid peers over and goes, meh. Me? It looks at the boulder on there and points to himself and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's you. Uh, <laughs> the boulder on the talisman begins to glow as you hone in on it and focus as this yellowish light softly uh, etherealizes and flows into you the sigil erases itself and the talisman becomes just a normal rock oh i got gypped (laughs) and as the light goes into you you feel blessed you feel your skin become tougher you feel it it's heavier and denser you are you have a blessing you are now resistant to non-magical bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage Ooh, baby. <laughs> damn i should have bought that one <laughs> that is As awesome you get up and you look at your skin you see your hands look a bit thicker like they just like like they grew a little bit and you feel this difference and as like you're moving around you also feel something else something like maybe you gained a little weight Permanently, you move five movement speeds slower. <laughs> of course. <laughs> As you are cursed with a uh, negative five penalty to your movement speed. Yeah. Well, Menace, you put on a little bit of weight. I didn't want to say anything, but... Oh, I've been bulking up. Oh, it's all the beauty muscles I've been gaining after working out <laughs> with you, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody else like to go? Not it. Yeah, I guess, you know, it would make sense, right? The two people who are, you know, resistant to bludgeoning and piercing damage go first, right? Uh, and I'll, I'll pull out my shield talisman and try to attune to it. Drell, you look at this tiny talisman in your large Goliath hand as you start to focus on it. And for once, you feel the magic within this object. The war-torn shield begins to glow yellow and etherealizes in front of you as you see the after image, a visage of a small boy who looks hurt and is holding himself up by a walking stick. He looks up at you and he smiles and the energy goes within you. You also feel tougher. You feel more agile. You feel your senses sharpen just a little bit more. You are blessed and you have a permanent plus two to your AC. Fucking awesome. Oh my (laughs) lord. Oh my goodness. As you move around and you tighten up, 
you begin to cough a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> and a little bit of blood comes out. I got your the hand. black lung. You have... You are cursed with negative 15 to your max HP. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Wait, what happened? This lady fucking ripped me off. <laughs> well, fuck. Armos, do you want to go? Oh, God. No, I don't. <laughs> Shit's going to turn me green. I really hope you <laughs> get like a weird tongue thing and talk with the lisp. I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> If Armos gets turned green, I will eat my hat. <laughs> Armos, uh, after watching your two boys go through this magical endeavor, you take your talisman, you hold it in your two hands, and you look at this sigil of a tailed gecko, and Reginald peers over, and he goes, whoa. It's like some deep stuff that's going on here. As the energy begins to glow and a yellow... Uh, the yellow magic etherealizes from the talisman in front of you and the energy quickly turns red and as you look at the ground you don't see anything in front of you and the energy quickly diverts and goes into you as you take a step back and it's like ugh, something a little you feel a little off but you don't feel any changes to you physically or magically Matter of fact, you don't see anything. Reginald begins to poke you in the horn. <laughs> Dude, you feel any different, bud? Uh, I got nothing. I don't know. Reginald goes, uh, well, I think you got ripped, dude. I guess I knew it, that old lady. Right. It's, it, and Reginald looks up at Minus and Drell, and they're looking at you. It's like, right, you think you got ripped off? Yeah, you got ripped off? Yeah, I mean, I told you that lady was sketchy. Who's that? And he looks up, Reginald looks at your other shoulder. And on your shoulder is a tiny red leaf, leaf-tailed gecko. <laughs> and he looks rather annoyed as he's crossing his arms and he's waving his leaf-like tail. And he's like... <laughs> he's giving you a wicked side-eye. Armos, you are blessed with the spell, innate spell, summon familiar at will. This familiar is a tiny red gecko with the personality of a disgruntled teenager. <laughs> the gecko can perform simple tasks such as slip through narrow cracks and lift and carry up to five pounds. The gecko has advantage on all stealth checks and any enemy that makes a check to try to find the gecko has disadvantage on perception checks when looking for it. The curse is that its personality of a disgruntled teenager and it's only a 50-50% chance that he will actually listen or disobey you. Oh, so this guy gets like another cool oh, pet. Oh, man. 50-50? That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> crap odds. Uh. And I'm feeling pretty strong. Drell, Drell, hit me. <laughs> Drell <laughs> wants to just punch him as hard as he can. Don't hold back. Don't hold back, man. I'm feeling good. <laughs> okay. <me>. All right. <laughs> Uh, as Drell begins to punch Menace and they're like punching each other in the abs, uh, like, this gecko is just looking at you, Armos, and he's just like, to hit. "Oh, it hits!" Ah. <laughs> uh, Drell, when you hit Menace, it feels like you're punching raw stone. Uh, my hand kind of hurts now. Armos, the gecko looks at you and he's giving you like this wicked side eye, and he begins to like walk off, and he looks at you again, and then he picks up like a piece of like long hay or straw he puts it in his mouth and he goes yeah and he disappears poof <laughs> you can now summon him whenever you like mm. essentially like he's a... you can use him as a mage hand mm. just what i needed all right so the three of you have now in attuned yourself to these talismans the talismans uh have lost all of its magic sense sid i'm like you i'm like you sid <laughs> The talismans have lost all of its magic sense and become normal rocks, and there's nothing significant about them. As a matter of fact, if you were to drop it, you would you probably wouldn't be able to find it if there were other rocks around you. So, the three of you yes. now have these new abilities. What would you like to do with the rest of your night? Or would you just like to go camping? If I summon the gecko to yep. look, at, like, to patrol through the night, will I know if it passed or failed right away? No. No. Oh. Yep. 
He won't know right away. What do you mean? Like, wait, how would he know? He'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. Or like, fine, I'll go do it. Like, well, I guess how would he not know? I mean, it depends what happens when you ask him if he wants to keep doing it. He has his own personality. Mm. Why don't you just have Reginald do it? Make him, I mean, make Reginald be like a parent. I need my uh, 16 hours of beauty sleep, you know? You mean the guy that's chewing on his own uh, makeshift wing over here? This guy? You want this guy patrolling and be care careful of our lives? Wait, you don't trust me? I mean, no, but I don't have any other options, really. You need to take patrol. Yeah, take watch. that's what I was yeah. thinking. All right. I'll take first watch. I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty invulnerable right now. All right. And then, uh, yeah, Armos, you got the second one, right? I mean, I'm more of like a third watch kind of guy. I, let no, me I get my Reginald could take the third REM one. sleep in, and then I'm great. Yeah. And then we we go to bed and take our rounds. Okay. You guys, you three sleep. Drell, as you lay down, you notice that is a full moon in the night sky, but you don't let that bother you, and you fall asleep. And Minus, you have the first watch. <laughs> The night begins to move along as you gaze into the night sky and you're like super jazzed about your new ability. You're like poking yourself with like a dagger. It's not doing anything to you. You're, you're like really awesome. So you have no problem uh, with your first watch. And with that, Armos, nothing happens. So you go ahead and you wake up Armos as Armos begins to take his second watch. Oh, man. <laughs> second watch, bud. <laughs> he falls asleep immediately. <laughs> oh, I needed my REM sleep. This is awful. Uh, I, I summon the gecko to do do some reconnaissance for me. You summon the gecko, and he looks at you, and he just like shrugs his shoulders, and he does not know how to speak, like like he doesn't know common or anything, but he understands you, and he's just like giving you a side eye. What would you like him to do? Patrol while I'm uh, keeping watch. Okay. He looks at you and he kind of mimics you in his own gecko way. And he begins to stomp off very slowly as he looks like he's patrolling the area, but he's like just looking around. But he still hasn't disappeared. He has not disappeared. He's just walking Good near the campsite. Good enough for me. Almost make me a perception check. Get that at 20. A seven. Yeah, I've been rolling nat 20s for the last... <laughs> How many freaking rolls? You... Now? hear a poof nearby and as quick as it came it went you don't know where it came from you don't know you don't see anything but you know you heard a poof and you still see the gecko walking around What's going on here can i uh detect any kind of magic in the area um outside of your like what you're carrying you don't sense any magic you do hear minutes snoring though <laughs> some honk shoes, some <laughs> and he has the nightcap on. Oh, fuck you, Miranor. No, I'm gonna be chief. <laughs> some hours pass, and nothing happens. It becomes the dead of night, and your watch is up. All right, I go to wake Drell up, and I tell him about the. As you walk over to Drell, he is not there, but his clothes are. <laughs> what? I call, I call, we gotta give this lizard a name. I can't just keep calling him Gecko. Uh, Nax, Nax. That's what we're gonna call him. Hey, you, you're Nax now. I don't care. Next. He gives you a thumbs up and he gives you like a nod. What happened over here? Did you see this? And he shrugs his shoulders and he continues to walk. He rolled a four, by the way. He was not listening to you that entire great. time. We're off to a great relationship already. As you walk over to Drell, you realize he is not there. And there's just a pile of clothes there. This is now the second time that this has happened. You hear from the distance some rustling in the trees. Give me a perception check. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 14. You notice that you are being watched from the tree line as there is a hooded figure masked by the shadows overlooking you and he has a bow knocked you're gonna go ahead and go into initiatives i'm ready to minute this uh minutes until you are woken up your initiative is one i was gonna say and you're gonna be asleep gonna be until something to... happens don't worry sleep well minutes i got this <laughs> no, my name should be on the menu honk you honk you i'm better than you are honk you honk you <laughs> 
Drell, don't roll me initiative just yet. Almost roll me initiative. Nah, 20. That's fucking amazing. Almost, you see this hooded figure with a knocked arrow pointing right towards you as you walk over to Drell's clothing, and that's when you realize he's not there. You recall hearing a poof before. As you look down to see where Drell is and look over at Menace, you notice some rustling beneath Drell's clothes. Drell, you awakened from your slumber, but you feel like you're in a very tight-knit spot. You feel like you're trapped, but you can breathe. You feel like you're struggling, you're hungry, naked. You don't feel like yourself. It feels like you're under a very heavy blanket, maybe a tarp. Almost. before we go into initiatives, what are you doing? Yelling for Menace to wake the fuck up. <laughs> Trying to get Menace up. So you yell for Menace and Menace jumps right up. He's like, what? Uh, 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 Menace wakes up as you look down for Drell. Menace, you look over as almost points to the, sh to the hooded figure in the distance. It looks over, it doesn't see Drell. You, as you're yelling for Menace, you start to move his clothes as you see some rustling underneath. Drell, you feel this large tarp moving above you until you manage to see a little creature beneath the armor. And as the little creature emerges, you hear light sounds of jazz emitting from it. As you see a tiny mouse holding a saxophone with tattoos <laughs> across its body and fur. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you look in your private messages, you will see a character sheet. I'm I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. If you'd like, you could go ahead and share the name of your character sheet for me. Oh my god. Um, I am Drell of the Jazzborn, a level seven bard mouse. <laughs> As you see this tiny mouse playing its little saxophone with the same tattoos of Drell. That is oh where we're going to end today's session. <laughs> the photo is actually really, really the fucking funny. The jazz so rats good. are back. <laughs> Almost get them. <laughs> oh I have been Lord. waiting so long to show you guys this picture. <laughs> I can't wait for this episode to come out so we can just put this image in the fucking Discord. Holy shit. Oh my yeah. god. Yo, y'all don't so want me to good. smell shit, though. I'll tell you that way. And my stealth oh, is on man. point. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. Also, I don't... Um, yeah, this is... Yeah, dude, it's too funny. We have a lot to talk about in the after show. Yes. Don't miss it. I literally... It. I saw the DM before he said anything. I opened it, and it, was, it just says character sheet. And I'm like, fucking Christ, dude. Like... Fucking Christ. Oh, oh. 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 next episode is going to be Wonderful. an amazing encounter. And I can't look away. I wanted to get it out. We're going to talk about tons of this on the after show, but I wanted the encounter to happen this, like this session, but there was like so much to go through. But I can't wait for the next encounter. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like tearing from this picture. I've been sitting on this picture for fucking weeks. And I'm like, I, I want to share so <laughs> It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, session 40. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what a good way to end it. Oh, we'll go stuff. over the character sheet and stuff in the after show and everything that's happened. Yeah, no, <laughs> no shout outs, nothing else. We're just going to fade out into some sweet jazz tunes. As Humbrae's Heroes comes up. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't told your friends, tell your friends. We love you. Uh, Thanks for the love and support and everything in between. We'll catch you next week. Later. Bye-bye. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporters. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, go ahead and go to patreon.com backslash dnd404. Link is down below. Starting with our Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shieldus has just reopened his forge in the city of Dilmore as it rebuilds. Ulrich has also dabbled into construction and is working hard alongside with Treyish Buge to rebuild the Knots. The Knots is no longer considered a shady part of town, but rather a nice community with an open kitchen concept. Now, rather than fearing the knots, perhaps you could take a loved one and tie the knot. <laughs> Next, we have Artemis. Artemis has just become the new head RA for the Alchemist Dormitory up in the Sigic College. 
Artemis has now had 54 days clean with no accidents, despite the alchemist students' wild parties and crazy experiments. It's also possible that students are afraid to report anything to Artemis because of his extensive history of breaking kneecaps. Next, we have Alara Dawnstar. Alara Dawnstar's location is currently unknown, but legends say she's guarding a blood shard. However, this blood shard she's guarding is different from the ones we've experienced on our journey. This blood shard has a different color, a bluish shine to it. Only one other shard of its kind has been discovered. Legends say that shard is guarded by a friendly snake. Marcus Rico is our last Citra College alumni. Marcus Rico is a peculiar one. Do not be fooled by his heroic name, as dark secrets lie beyond his cunning veil of lies. Marcus is told to be scheming in the lands of Umbrea and plotting his own course of destruction. South Trillis may have to worry about something else than ancient evil gods. We're gonna move on to Umbrea's heroes. First up is Alex Dredd. Alex is still currently the top bounty hunter in the Kambuki Isles. The bards sing of his victories and say he's on a hot new lead of a Hydra. Next we have Man With Glass, and Man With Glass has been captured and taken into custody and is awaiting trial. Man With Glass says he's innocent, but needs a good lawyer if anyone knows one. Last up we have Pascal Elliot, aka Chuckle Darts, wild magic artist of Humbrea. She has been spotted in the city of Dilmore, currently working on a mural in the city to honor those who have fallen. That's all for this week's shoutouts. We'll catch you on the next episode of D&D 404.